This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, throughout October and November, Luke Buddha will tour Aotearoa New Zealand to celebrate the release of his new album, Buddha, his first solo album in 12 years. The tour brings Luke Buddha our way to play October 16th at Dive here in Aotearoa, Dunedin, and October 17th at the Grain Store Gallery in Oamaru. Uh, look. Luke Buddha, of course, a founding member of the award-winning band Phoenix Foundation, a composer of music for television and film, and a contributor to many other musical projects. And it's an absolute delight to be speaking with him today here on the awesome morning show. Morena, Luke. Morena, how are you going? Very well. Luke, uh, let's acknowledge the times, shall we? We're in strange ones, of course. What's your bubble look like? <clears throat> it is, oh, excuse me. Um, that's scary, isn't it? A cough. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I've I've had I, I have actually had a COVID test of this cough, and it is negative. This cough will not go away. It must be this um, must be possibly this thing that's been going around. Is it is it like RS RSV or something? Oh. Anyway, um, my bubble looks like me, my two teenage sons who are adult sized, and my partner. And my bubble looks like me getting out of the house as much as I can down to the garage where I've got some music gear. Um, which I think is best for everyone because the house is not huge. And um, if I need space, I can get away, and that leaves more room in the house for them, doesn't it? Kind of a double-edged sword for creative uh, types at this time. If you are well set up at home, it's an opportunity to go uh, nose down, tail up, and, and get into some some new material perhaps. But it's also, Luke, a reminder of the uncertainty of creative life. Well, I had a gig on Saturday, actually. Um, with a with a uh, it was a solo gig with a um, you know with an okay fee that was income I was looking forward to. Luckily, the government has has um, got the wage subsidy, so that 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 helped. But for example, at the um, first week of September, I was doing this. Um, I was doing another um, one of those tours. You know, we would play a classic album. We we're playing the Stones. Um, respects to Charlie Watts since we brought up the Stones. Um, but that one's going. That one's already been been um, moved, and it looks like it's going to be moved right to the middle of my current tour. Oh, sorry, my tour that I've got organised in October. So yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not, it's not awesome. But you, you kind of just have to carry on organising things and looking to. I mean, if you just kind of are in a holding pattern and got nothing to look forward to, then I think that's just going to spiral into even sort of worse mental health than organizing things and having to change them you know mm, so i mean yeah doing stuff keeps us kind of sane in a way so yeah how do you respond to that in a creative sense are, you, are the anxieties of the time helpful at all in terms of informing some songwriting for example like for for the last for this album oh um <clears throat> actually whenever i've whenever i've tried to write any kind of song that's a that's a response to these times to just go, oh, God, this is just a horrible, dark, unpleasant song that no one actually really wants to hear. No one wants to... I mean, I used to really like quite heavy, depressing music, and I think there are times when I still do, but generally I think nobody needs to hear a song about someone going, oh, my God, it's the end of the world, while they're already worried about how it's the end of the world. It's not going to help anyone at this point. So... <laughs> no, the uh, the times, 
the uh, the Times haven't provided any content because the content is too dark. At one point, maybe I'll be able to find some kind of humour in the darkness. You have to offset you have to offset the darkness with a bit of humour. I think otherwise, it just sounds like whinging. Well, that's the characteristic of of Luke Buddha too, isn't it? You you do present mm-hmm. these so. observations uh, of yours in very kind of warm and appealing musical settings. What, what are the kinds of what are the kinds of sounds that have informed that for you um, as you've grown musically? Well, I think I I find um, I think music is a um, well, the music that I enjoy the most is um, it's sort of like a soothing balm from from the anxieties of a life. And so there's always, I mean, I really enjoy um, very, you know, I enjoy all sorts of music. I sometimes enjoy listening to stuff that's really difficult to listen to and, you know, kind of horrible, um, I guess. <laughs> you know, guitar noise or sort of death metal I come from a death metal background but these days I like things to be warm and inviting and say I'm going for a walk like I'm going to go for a walk after this chat of ours I'm going to put on some headphones and I just want to listen to something that envelops my ears with a nice gentle pillow um, and sort of cushions my soul um Against you know the all the all the worries, all of the usual worries ranging from it's the end of human existence to um, I don't know to like oh I've got to go up the back garden and grab that plastic bin that flew away last night. Ugh, when am I going <laughs> to think about that when I can actually do it? You know the range of anxieties from the huge to the small. Anyway, I lost my train of thought there. I just like music that's warm, I guess. So that's where, that's why my music, I, I would hope, has a nice, warm vibe to it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and so this in the search for that, when you when you when you get into the studio and and, and you and you want to try and capture that, um, are you someone who will, you know, who who will go over something? countless times to say no no that's not the sound I'm looking for and it hasn't quite created the vibe I want are you quite meticulous about that yes absolutely to an insane degree of course um, some people enjoy or some people have the whatever it is um, some people just like to sit down play a thing and they go that's it um, and I guess it's the difference between uh, I guess I'm more of a, I don't know, I'm sorry about this pretentious analogy, but, you know, it's more of a like a sculpting for me than a like a, a quick, crazy painting. You, you know what I mean? I'll come back day after day and I'll just chip away at a tiny little thing and sometimes I might go, oh, actually, I'm just going to redo this whole thing. So, yeah, I, t- I spend a long time working on the stuff. A long time and I obsess over it and I listen to it a lot while I'm working on it um, and uh, <clears throat> like this album so we, we, you were asking me if, the, if if there was any inspiration in the times in this album this album's actually been ready for a really long time because at, at some point I thought I was going to be releasing this before before friendship but uh, which is the, the the last Phoenix Foundation album but also I've been working on it for a long time because 
because I don't get because I haven't had you know huge amounts of time to work on it. It's been worked over um, <clears throat> over a long period of time because I've had other projects, Phoenix Foundation stuff, um, film and TV stuff. So that's how I you know pay the bills is by doing soundtracks. So um, you kind of can't help but um, obsess when you kind of when you know work on something for two days and then maybe three weeks later you come back to it you sort of end up having to sort of relearn and re readjust or something is it always clear to you when you're working on something that it is a luke buddha track as opposed to a phoenix foundation track absolutely not no no i don't quite understand how that all works it probably works um <clears throat> it's all situational eh? it's like depending on what the other guys in the band, like if I if I send a demo and people are like, oh, love that, or like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That probably um, informs a little bit of whether I, you know, and how much I I like it. Like if it doesn't excite anyone else in the band, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep that one. Or if I'm like, well, Things Nation have just done an album, and I've got a whole bunch of songs. Maybe I just do my own album. I don't I don't really know that stuff. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no real logic. Um, it's de- that's just definitely it's I don't really know I don't know how this album came about I just <laughs> I just um, if you want to be a musician in New Zealand and if you want to do music the whole time you you got to keep you you know like I feel like I just want to keep busy so you know there's only so many gigs the Phoenix Nation can play up and down the country um, and so I'm just like well you know music's what I do I'm not going to sit around waiting for the next Phoenix Nation thing. I'm just going to make some more music. You know, I go down to the garage every day pretty much and spend most of my day making music. So it's got to come out sometimes. Tell us about the musicians who you've worked with to realise this album. Well, um, the main person, the main other person on the album is actually Anita Clark, who performs under the name of Motta, M-O-T-T-E. And um, she just has a great uh, voice. Um, so she sings on every song on the album other than one. Um, she also plays the violin, and she is also in the live band. Um, so, oh, and she's also in the Phoenix Foundation live band now and also sings on the Phoenix Foundation album. So, um that's a great uh, reasonably new working relationship I've got. Um, you know, we've got the classics. We've got all the guys from the Phoenix Foundation. We've got um, Toby and Joe from uh, Fat Freddy's Drop. Um, Joe, Joe Lindsay, that was a pretty hilarious session because I was sort of asking around who can play harmonica and someone was like, oh, Joe, Joe can, you know, and he's he's awesome. And so I was like, okay. And he just like came around to my house one afternoon. I think the session was about 20 minutes long. He just brought a bunch of harmonicas, sort of walked in, and it was like, okay, let's do it. And he recorded like three takes and just absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell a personal story here. I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll mind, but he basically erupted in sweat the second that he started playing. <laughs> and he goes, sorry, every time I touch an instrument, something happens and I just I just get sweaty. So that's the passion that Joe feels, I think. And he just ripped out a harmonica solo on one of the songs and it was like 20 minutes and he was just like, right, I'm off to 
lunch or whatever it was. Uh, I I quite enjoyed that, you know. He just sort of walked in, smashed a harmonica solo, and then left again. And we've got um, oh, we've got Don Don McGlashan, of course. Gosh, um, so um, a while ago I I worked with Don on a on a song about the sort of children in Australian asylum seeker camps in oh sorry um, in Australian concentration camps that they have on on some of their offshore islands and he really came to the a party on that one and and for a while I'd been thinking that I'd want to work with him on something again and I can't think he was in town and and I was just on the off chance I just went hey um you know would you want to play some uh horn on a on a track and he of course said yes because most musicians I think are just into doing stuff and he came and played some beautiful horn on one of the tracks so thank you to Don and actually we've written a, another song since then um which ended up I, I ended up running out of time to put on my album and he was like well okay I'm going to put it on my album then so that feels pretty cool actually to have written um another another track with Don well, what a wonderful lineup! Yeah, gosh, of if I rambled colleagues. enough now, sorry, well, I've had two coffees before this interview, <laughs> and so I just I'm just talking at a million miles an hour. Well, it's 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 amazing when you just uh, when you reel off those names because you know each of them in, in their own right f- made a fabulous contribution to the musical landscape here in Aotearoa. So it's great to hear. I, I, I was just thinking, Luke. You know, you talked about um, being quite meticulous in your uh, approach to recording. Uh, what you know? What's the ideal? If you imagine someone listening to this album, Buddha, what what would you imagine would be the the ideal? way for them to do that you've got so many choices of formats people might be listening on headphones telephones um expensive stereo systems radios what what do you imagine is the ideal setting for listening to this well there are two ideal settings i think and of course the most ideal setting is um vinyl which i have some of because um, it's a beautiful object. Um, but that requires a bit of time and effort at home. Uh, I think the other ideal setting, which is the way I like to listen to music, which is why I'm, which is why I'm suggesting it, I guess, is on headphones, on a nice walk, on a nice day. Well, I hope you've got that nice day because you're about to go on your walk and burn off some of that um, caffeine. Luke, we're going <laughs> to... Some of that coffee. <laughs> we're looking forward to welcome you uh, back to our um, Otupoti Dunedin on October the 16th. Of course, yeah, Dive gosh. is the venue for Let's that. Hope, eh? Yeah, fingers crossed. And mm. also for others in our region, the Grain Store Gallery in Oamaru, fabulous setting for, for Luke Buddha and his music. That will be something quite special. Luke, we're going to go out with Here Comes the Wind. Tell us about this track. Uh, okay, so um, was it last year? Or I think actually the year before we were um, we, when I say we I mean Conrad and Sam and I from the Phoenix Foundation, we operate as moniker for, for film soundtracks. So we did, um, we did the score to uh, our, our friend's film This Town that came out last year and um, one of the things about that film, they didn't have much budget, um, and they sort of just needed us to do both score, both sort of traditional um, 
you know, score that that helps us sing along, but also to do a bunch of sort of songs for it, um, you know, that sounded a bit like kind of your classic rock numbers that might be in a film, but that they couldn't. Yeah, I'm 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 given all the secrets here. Um, so we did a bunch of of um, hilarious sort of songs songs for it. Um, anyway, the here, here comes the wind began as an attempt for a um, a sort of a, a opening scene. There was a different opening scene to what the movie has now, um, and it sort of was building, but then it had to kind of feel feel pretty good. So I gave that a go. I think I, at that point I, I'm not even sure if I got any feedback on it. Uh, at, there's a point in in our in our projects where everyone's just throwing around ideas, and sometimes sometimes it'll even get missed. And the, oh, what about this one? What about this one? Anyway, I really liked it, and for a, a long time I was like, this has really got to turn into a song, but I couldn't write any bloody lyrics for it; it just wasn't coming. So then I remembered that um, the writer Damien Wilkins, who um, taught taught my partner at her creative writing masters he was like look if you want someone to help you with lyrics you know i'd be into doing that and so i was like okay time to give damien a go and um you know it takes me about four years to write a, a song i reckon i rung him up i said okay i've got a song man and he went okay send me the song i sent him the song i think it was like the next day he just sent back the lyrics which are pretty good actually i'm gonna have to say that because i don't write them and um that's how here comes the wind happened. It was originally for a movie and then I had to enlist the help of um of an actual writer to write the lyrics and that's that's what we got to. Fantastic. Well let's take a listen. Luke Buddha, here comes the wind from the album Buddha and uh Luke on tour. Our way uh, on the 16th of October here in Dunedin. Get your tickets from Banished Music. Fingers crossed it all goes ahead as planned. Luke, thanks so much for taking some time to join us on the Awesome Morning Show. Thanks for having me. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.